0: nope hello and welcome back to heard it the podcast happy 2023 my loves i cannot believe that it's a new year and we haven't spoken for months crazy but you know this year i'm practicing forgiveness so i need you to practice forgiveness too okay so what's new I moved to Toronto, but I think we talked about that in my last episode. I'm living in Canada now. I'm a Canadian girl. My favorite coffee shop actually is not Tim Hortons, but it would have been really funny if like, it was like, my favorite coffee shop is Tim Hortons, but Tim Hortons is giving Dunkin' Donuts, and Dunkin' Donuts wasn't my favorite when I lived in the States. Listen to me, when I lived in the States, now I live in Canada, which has no states, but provinces. Fun motherfucking fact. Um, Yeah, I'm back, babes. I'm really excited it's 2023 it's a new year and I want to say new year new me but I would be lying because it's actually not giving new year new me at all it's ironically giving a new year and then return to old me which I want to talk about later on in the episode but yeah in terms of updates let's think I got into law school plural um i'm going to law school in the fall i don't know where i'm going yet so i can't like share any of the details because i literally don't know but your girl is going on to be a lawyer add the esquire to the end of my name add the jt to the list add the jd to the list of letters of degrees that i guess will also follow my name but i think that if you have jd then esquire becomes redundant but i'm not a lawyer yet so it doesn't matter um And I'm not gonna Google that, I'm so sorry. I will figure that out, I'm sure, when I eventually get there. But yeah, I am living in Canada. I'm going off to law school. I'm really happy, to be honest. And it's pretty great. Yeah, I'm really happy, cannot complain. So, in that thread of happiness, I was like, okay, we've got to pick up Hurt It. Because I feel like every time I talk to people, they're like, what happened to Hurt It? And I'm like, I don't know. But I what you know what I do know? That you haven't heard it in a while. <laughs> that was so freaking good. <laughs> um, but you're hearing it now. And you'll hear it to come. It's part of my New Year's resolutions that I want to keep up with it like every week for real for real. So we'll try. Not every week because there are like obvious concerns and things that will come up that will keep me from doing so in holidays that I would like to enjoy without the stress of putting out an episode but every week for the exception of holidays and extraneous events, let's keep that promise to each other I think I'm pretty much able to agree to that another new year new thing is that heard has a twitter um shocker I deleted tiktok once again because it was taking up way too much time and I didn't like that so I've been using twitter like as a real social media app thankfully for not as much time because i don't think twitter is designed to be used for as much time but it still gives me you know the fun laughs that i used to get from tiktok so heard it is on twitter i've actually been on twitter for a while but i didn't know if i was going to use it but i also didn't want someone else to take the hashtag nope the twitter handle at heard it underscore podcast so i had made it just as like a backup but now that i'm on twitter i feel like i should use it and i've been told that i should tweet more like as an individual but my personal twitter doesn't do well and i feel like i can't be unhinged on it because you google my name and i come up and i guess if you google my name and i come up then you can find it to the heard it twitter but i haven't i'm not willing to get into those logistics with you all so follow us on twitter at at heard it Underscore podcast. I will put it in the episode notes, but yeah, I will tweet. You can tweet at me if you have any questions or suggestions for a new episode. You can tweet at me. You can retweet my tweets and share them with your friends. I don't know how long Twitter will be around with Elon Musk's ownership, but then I saw that he did that poll where he was like, Should I not own it? and people are like, No, so maybe he's leaving. But in the event that he's not, we will keep doing this on Twitter for as long as we possibly can. That was a song I've never sung here before. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. It's a very weird energy. It's a Wednesday night at the end of a really long day. (laughs) I know I said, like, I'm really happy right now. And I am. But when I tell you this day pelted me with disappointment after disappointment. So I woke up this morning at 7am because that is my normal wake up time. I don't know why you needed to know that, but I was supposed to get up and go to the gym, but I have a little bit of, um, an aversion to it right now. (laughs) I love working out and I like to, if you have an Apple watch, you have the circles. I love to close my circles. I've been closing my circles since I've gotten to Toronto. It's become like, I don't want to say an obsession because that's a bad word. I would say more of a habit because I think this is a healthy, you know, a healthy behavioral change. So I used to get up and close my circles but like going to the gym and now then I went home and caught a cold that developed into an ear slash upper respiratory infection and thankfully I'm good now but I was on antibiotics and when I was at the gym like it was just too much for my poor little lungs so I had like taken up like walking like walking around my neighborhood walking that dog um so now here this morning i woke up and i was like today's gonna be my gym day but then i woke up and i was like again i'm perfectly healthy clean bill of health but like my body was just kind of like ah, i don't know if today's the day." so i decided to go for a walk instead because i knew that the things i had to do today required a lot of walking and my circles would close on their own so no gym so that was already like a oh Catherine like be better then i decided that there is this cafe that i wanted to go to and i was formerly scared of public transit Part of that is because I was last time I took public transit before moving to Canada, I had I was on the New York City subway and I was sitting on the New York City subway with a pal and we were chatting and then the pal left and it was just me and this man and the man turns to me and he's like, who the fuck are you looking at? oh, I guess I'll put an E next to this one for language, but that is what he said to me. Like, I want you to be there as I was, but much louder and much more aggressive. And I won't re- I won't replicate his inflection because I do want our time together to be relatively relaxing. So he's like, who are you looking at? And I'm looking around because I'm like, who is looking at him? <laughs> like, who would do such a thing? He was talking to me. He approaches me and gets in my face and is screaming at me, calling me all these names for two stops. By the third stop, he like turned around and there was a spatial opening for me to rise without touching him. And I was like, I'm done. And I carry pepper spray. Um, because you never know. So like, and I've never felt the need to engage it. I've never felt the need to use it. Like, I'll keep it in my pocket just for quick access, but I've never felt the need to use it. I'm literally like again, my body is against the door hand in pocket like pepper spray disengage and in my head I'm like if this man makes a move on me like it's gonna be a cute little spritz and then a run and I mind you this wasn't even my stop like I was like I rather take my chances waiting on the platform because I am so scared right now tears are breaking out my eyes but god forbid I let this man see that I'm crying on the subway in his response it was just bad right So I jump off the subway, he jumps off the subway. I was like, nope, dug deep into my old um, high school days spent running that single season of winter track and jump right back on the subway, watch the doors close between us, return to my seat. And these ladies are like, we're so sorry that happened to you. And I'm like, okay, thank you for the sympathy, but I also would have appreciated that support while while he was screaming at me and braiding me verbally for two stops. But also, I understand the desire to not get involved because if he was screaming and berating me for two stops after being unprompted, what would he have done to those people if they had prompted them by inter- if they had prompted him by intervening? So again, I get it. But that was my last time on public transit. Because I don't live in New York, and in Long Island, you have to have a car. So I usually just drive places or get driven. Um, I don't like the term passenger princess. I think it's stupid. No offense to the passenger princesses out there. Because I think that's glorifying my issue with driving, which is that I've gotten into a car accident and it makes me really anxious. And I'm not going to glorify that by a passenger princess where what I really need to do is get my shit together, get behind the wheel and drive. Anyway, from that fun aside, so when I got to Toronto, I was like, it's going to be the same shit and like I have to get used to it because I don't have a car here and I need to get places that are not within 20 minutes or 30 minutes walking. Um, So I started taking the subway here which has been great. Everyone is so nice. I had like a really nice conversation with a woman on it once and it was just like, wow, this is nothing like New York. And then the streetcars, which I love. My favorite thing about the city are the streetcars. They are like, if trains were above ground and they're just perfect. Um, But I rode the streetcar this morning to a different neighborhood to go to this cafe and this bookstore that I had previously not frequented because I was previously afraid of transit. So I got there, walked into the cafe full. No place to sit, no place to work, no place to breathe. So I walk right back out, right back out. I'm like, whatever. I had already made a contingency for this because I am an anxious person by nature. And I was like, what if that cafe is full? Then I need another backup cafe and a backup cafe was a chain of my favorite toronto cafe which is jimmy's coffee i love jimmy's it's a perfect coffee shop and it's dedicated to all the jimmies of the world jimmy carter jimmy hendrix jimmy dean that's all i've got but isn't jimmy dean sausages I actually don't know if he's in their dedications but it's Jimmy's coffee and the Jimmy is for all Jimmy's not a specific Jimmy but I love their coffee and I love the one right near me I think it's great but I went to another one in the city that I had not been to before and I hated it (laughs) the coffee was fine But it was in a clothing shop and there was no internet and I had gone out with the intention of doing work so like that was just not conducive and I like coffee shops where I can open my laptop and mull around so like if it doesn't have wi-fi that is a little bit of a problem for me and I hadn't had like a book on me or anything so I was just like kind of sitting there awkwardly sipping on my coffee like I am very out of place. I ended up having to leave and then I went to the bookstore found a book that i took out that i found out afterwards the author's name well no i guess i didn't take it out as much as i purchased it because it's not a library i bought a book the author has the same first name as me spelled the same way and it's about a college girl who graduated college and is just waiting for something to happen and i was like this is quite apropos because i just graduated college and like i'm waiting for my next step too so i took it out i'll give you comments on it i guess when i finish it making a mental note But yeah. And then it left the bookstore, had to walk. It was raining, just pouring. Oh my gosh. And it was extremely cold. And then I like got, well, got back to where I need to be. And I was freezing like a wet dog. (laughs) It was just really cold Um, and really damp. So I was, I also had to get my nails done today. That is something that I really like made a pack with myself for. I was like, if I want to really budget one self-care activity, that brings me joy. And I was like, the self-care activity that I'm going to budget is my nails. Like I want to get my nails done every two to three weeks. And I can find that money by taking money out of money. Like I probably would have blown on like an extra breeds or whatever. And I have, and it's been really great. And today, like it's not new year, new me, but it is new year, new y- new nails, Girls. Guys, individuals who do not conform to a specific gender, all of you listening, I have been getting square nails since I've been doing my nails. My natural nail bed is square because my nails are short and I have wide nail beds. Shout out to my dad's jeans. And usually I'll get like a tip, but with square because that looks, I thought it looked most natural. But I was like new year what do I want to try different this year I want to try round nails I just want to try it once if I hate it that's fine it takes nothing to pile up like the round part and then make it square flat so I was like whatever it's like literally not a loss and I'm going to try a new nail place so it was just a really it was a, it was a year it was going to be a year of new for my hands right I love them I saw them on my hands and I was like I was already stunning also series about affirmations if you can't tell i was already stunning but these round nails have allowed me to ascend to a different level of stunning like i have never felt like more of a batter bitch than when i extended my fingers and saw those nails i have something to do tomorrow <laughs> that i'm anxious about and the anxiety is slipping away And I think part of it is because my nails are round and they look so freaking good. My mom was like, this is the nicest your nails have ever looked and I have to agree. They are stunning. I love them. Listen to them here. It's, look, I'm giving you free ASMR. Can you hear them? The tappity taps. I love them so much. They're dark purple. Well, I wouldn't say dark purple. It's like a lilac, but a muted lilac I think is the color I'm looking for. I don't know what that color would be called. Google it if you please. But I absolutely love them. So, oh, and then on my way back from the bookstore to the nail place, there was a visual illusion on like the routes. And it was a Van Gogh. But the Van Gogh followed you as the streetcar passed. And I almost, it was very, it was very unsettling. I do not like it. It was very upsetting to me. But yeah, so that was my day in summary. And now I'm sitting with you on a Wednesday night recording my podcast episode so that we can catch up because it's a new year and I think that with a new year comes a lot of new conversations that are worth having, having. For example, new year, new you, and new resolutions. Let's talk about it. How useful are they really? What does it mean to set goals? How do we feel about vision boards and all of that fun stuff? I've decided this episode is just going to be New Year-centric because I think there is a lot to get into about the healthy and unhealthy aspects of deciding on January 1st every 12 months that we're going to reset our personage. And I think that there's also some benefits to it, too. And I think that that can easily take up the amount of time that these episodes hold. Usually we talk for about, what, 40 minutes to an hour? So we're going to do that. Also this extremely long update that was really extensive and eventful, but I'm back and I missed it. And yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So happy 2023. I don't know what you all did for the new year. My family usually keeps the new year quite low key. Um, we stayed home And made chicken wings from scratch, which was actually really fun. Like, my dad had found a pack of chicken wings on sale at the local Sam's Club. And we cleaned them, seasoned them, prepared them, and then, like, made different sauces. So we had buffalo wings, barbecue wings, and then I made, like, this honey garlic wing, which was really fun. But honestly, the sauce ended up tasting like teriyaki, and then we kept a couple plain uh, for my dad. And for Snowball, our dog, because, you know, Snowball can't be eating all that sauce. He's a he's a very little creature. So that was my New Year's Eve. Um, remember I told you about the cold that I had. So that was definitely a big part of it as well. But we just stayed, um, watched a movie. We watched Knives Out, which was a great movie. I highly recommend. I love a good mystery. So it was like fun to do an interactive one. I guessed the killer wrong, but my mom called it from jump. So go, go her. Um, But yeah, it was a really chill New Year's Eve. I'm not like a going out on New Year's Eve type person. Maybe I will be like if I'm not home, but usually I spend New Year's home with my family. Um, So yeah, in the discussion of the new year, I wanted to talk about all of this talk about New Year's resolutions because this is my first year I think that I've gone into the whole new year resolution conversation so resolute see what I did there and also just so formally of like listening to the manifestation girls who are like you know manifest and write down and writing down is like your manifestation and like you know trying to be really intentional about coming up with resolutions beforehand and not like at 12.01 a.m. when someone turns to me and it's like, Catherine, what's your resolution for the new year? And I'm like, uh, 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 and I mutter out the same one that it's been. I feel like ever since I was a child because of issues, which is like, oh, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to be healthier this year and all that fun stuff. Well, I guess it's not fun. It's quite unfun, but you know what I mean? So this year I was like, I really want to approach my new year's resolutions with, a sense of nuance and with discussion and with time to like really set out goals and pick out the things that I didn't like how I did in 2022 and revise how I approached them in 2023. I thought it was actually really fun and really insightful. And I felt like when the clock struck 1201, January 1st, 2023, like I felt really empowered and motivated to like, yeah, I'm going to tackle this year differently than I've tackled years in the past because I have a better idea of like what I want to change about myself. And this is my first year of having resolutions where it's like, I want to keep X the same or I want to maintain Y. And that's why, like, when I said like new year, not so new me, because I think that there's a lot of pressure put on us that when you have a resolution Mm -hmm. You can only change things. They only exist for this idea of like, what are you doing wrong and how can we fix it? Or what are you not doing and how can we fix it? Or who are you and how can we reinvent that? But it doesn't really give space for like, you know what? I really got down in the end end of 2022, speaking from experience. For me, it was working out. And not working out like in a weight loss context, just having a really good exercise routine and being able to use exercise as a way to combat stress and anxiety as opposed to some more unhealthy methods. My routine is not perfect, far from it indeed. And sometimes I do find myself falling into unhealthy habits or falling into slumps that I thought I have conquered and it turns out I have it, but Even learning that, like, this is just part of the journey and it's part of the battle and, like, you will get there. Like, by the time Christmas and New Year's came, like, I was someone who enjoyed exercising and I enjoyed listening to my body and seeing, like, okay, like, going to the gym intuitively and be like, oh, you know what? Like, I was waking up excited I was like, oh, I really feel like lifting some weights today. Or I really feel like walking on the treadmill today. Or I would really love to get on the bike and just put in some time. And then even the days that I felt bleh and I was like, I really don't want to go. I was able to tell myself like, you know what? You can put up with anything for 10 minutes. Let's just do 10 minutes slow on the bike just to get your heart rate up and your body moving. Because I know it will make me feel better. And one of my New Year's resolutions was I want to maintain my exercise routine and the relationship with exercise that I built at the end of 2022. And again, that was my first time having a resolution that didn't hinge on change or hinge on something new or hinge on recreation. And it was really empowering. It was really great. So That's one of the lessons I took away from New Year's resolutions and something that I want to share with you all because I think you can come with a New Year's resolution anytime throughout the month of January. Honestly, anytime throughout the year, if you really please, but I think really the month of January, you can do whatever you please. So as you are looking at resolutions and thinking of vision boards and all of this other stuff, like take time to reflect on what you're already doing well. Take time to reflect on the things that are already bringing you joy. Take time to reflect on what you think you're like getting close to perfect. And throw in a resolution or two that just, you know, hinges itself on maintenance. And I think, A, it's a good nod towards your 2022 self, or your 2021 self, or your 2012 self, or whatever. And saying, like, I see what you did there. I see the change you made, and I'm so excited to be able to continue it. And then also, like, it's just taking off a little bit of the pressure. How are we expected to reinvent ourselves every 12 months? That's wild. In every facet of life is crazy. Improve in every portion of life is why it's too much pressure on ourselves in a world that already exudes so much pressure. Like, come on, give yourself a pat on the back and give yourself a resolution that, like, you're not like, ah, I'm pretty much gonna keep this because if I did it for this long, like, it's probably gonna stay through. And I think that's really great. So be kind to you and come up with some resolutions about maintenance because not everything we've been doing these past. How many years you've been alive were wrong. Some of those things are really good and they shouldn't be lost or discounted because the clock strikes 1201 on January 1st. So that's my first portion of resolutions. My second portion of resolutions, and then this conversation of new year, new me, is something that I was discussing it with Miss Sydney Malia Wheat, who was on this episode prior, well, on an episode prior, on this podcast prior. And I thought it was a really interesting phenomenon. And I kind of want to get y'all's thoughts on it. Cause I don't know if it's also happening to you guys, or maybe it's, it's not just me because none of us are that unique. And that is not even like shitting on our uniqueness. It's just a known fact. Like we have shared experiences. I'm sure that there's somebody else in the world who's having this shared experience with me and I wouldn't be surprised. But so 2022 was a really interesting year. I guess we will pause for reflection. Take your pause. 2022 was a really interesting year in that it had a lot of ups, like really high ups and then really low downs. So, for example, I graduated in May of 2022. That was a huge up. Like, I was done with college, but it was also a low because I was done with college and I was no longer like officially a student. And I high key had a mini identity crisis where I was like, I have identified with this. For So long that I actually don't know where to go or what to do from here if because people are asking like, what are you doing? And my answer is not that I'm a student. Um, If you're curious what I am doing, I am on on a research fellowship on a Fulbright, which is really great. And I'm very good for the opportunity. It's been really fun, really informative, but it's not like sitting in a classroom taking exams and stuff like that. And I just don't think my brain was ready to reconcile that fact yet. And I also don't think that Cornell gave us any time because my last couple months were spent writing a thesis and trying to get in as many last memories of people as I could and finding apartments and signing paperwork and like getting ready for that next chapter while also trying to finish up that current chapter. So there was no time for reflection in between, I think, to prevent this from happening to me. And I know that not everyone is like that. Not everyone is like, I love being a student or like I really identified with being a student. But I did. And was that the healthiest thing? Nah, maybe not. But it's me. And I'm not going to apologize for it. We're working through it. Get over it. Anyway. So that was a really low point. Another high point, I moved to Toronto. I got a Fulbright. I'll bunch those together. A low point though, I was not home. And my friends were not with me. Like I moved to a new city with no knowledge of it, or really anyone here, aside from like the other Fulbrights who are stellar and wonderful, by the way. I do love them. They are amazing. But those first couple weeks when we were still trying to like figure each other out, it was hikey, kind of lonely. Um, so that was low. Another low, my grandpa died. And I don't mean to say that flippantly. But it was just a low, like, and it was towards the end of the year, actually right before Christmas. Um, So that was also really sad and very confusing because it was like Christmas, like grandpa's death, which was really sad. And then Christmas, which is routinely a happy holiday and not knowing how to like move in that space of the happy holiday. while well, like this tragedy just occurred. So 2022 was really interesting. And then there were like also smaller lows. I think I had to redefine some values of people, definitely have some tough conversations, sit through some tough conversations, initiate some tough conversations. A lot of work went into applying to law school. That was just really, really exhausting. And it was just quite a year of like, you know, and, but then I got into law school and that was a huge success. And I was like, oh my gosh, officially I'm going, um, In all the loneliness was peppered with people coming to visit me, which was also like really beautiful and really exciting and really just wonderful moments. But the year was, like I mentioned, full of ups and downs, like it was wild. So now I'm moving into 2023 because I almost lost my train of thought. I'm moving into 2023 and I think 2022 is really formative And really important in me developing as a person. And it's ironic because I started this episode with telling you all that I'm really happy. And part of that happiness comes in the fact that I'm really happy with this, Catherine. I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast, but I've mentioned it in my newspaper writings. And I've mentioned it in like candid conversations with people that I have come to a place where I view myself in versions. There and like inversions of parts of my life that I feel are formative. So like there was a freshman, well, there was an elementary version, a middle school version, a high school version, and those versions of Catherine are quite distinct. But then there was a freshman year version who, between you and I, I was not a huge fan of. She was very lost and very confused, and I think was just willing to throw away a lot of parts of herself in for the sake of finding friends, fitting in and just begging for comfortability. Um, I also don't think she was the nicest, but then I talked to like peers now and they're like, I didn't notice that you were mean. And it's like, but I felt mean inside. I felt like I was gossiping a lot and I did not like that. I wasn't performing academically. I felt like me who loved being a student, that love wasn't there. I felt like I was just disappointing my family. Like it was just a lot. It was a lot. And then I was homesick and I was lost and I was insecure about my person. And then insecure also about being younger than my peers and how that fit in. I was insecure about my blackness. Like the year, I think that version of Catherine was defined a lot by insecurity, confusion, stress, and fear. Then there's like sophomore year, Catherine, her version, which is great. I feel like every time I say her version, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan, but I'm thinking of like Taylor's version. So the sophomore year version of Catherine, who who was thriving, honestly. I was living in Balch. I was in RA. Um, I had a great group of friends. I was back to being in love with being – I was taking so many classes. I was prepping to go to Cambodia. Like I love that version of myself. Pandemic version which was just like survival so we don't have to reflect on her because her world was falling apart and then we emerged from pandemic version Catherine I think to senior year version Catherine who was putting the grind and who I really love I think she's a great person but then I think like we kind of transcended her um, into Toronto's version of Catherine and I would say like an adult version of Catherine a post grad version of Catherine. You don't have to look at yourself in versions. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm trying to give you that rationale so that the next part of what I'm saying makes a little bit more sense. So in all of those prior versions, I feel like I was moving a little bit more away from the Long Island editions of myself, so to speak. I didn't feel as connected with Long Island as an entity, but I don't think I've lost like, any connection with my family um, or with my heritage. But I do think that I started to look at my relationship with the area differently. I started to look at my relationship with the people of that area differently. Part of that might've been accelerated by, you know, the whole Trump election. And I was like, wow, like this place is really racist. And I had known that in a sense, but it was just screaming in my face for years. So I was quite surprised, but regardless, And I felt myself like moving away from her, moving away from her, moving away from her. And I think that the movement away from that version of myself was healthy. That version of myself permitted a lot of crappy things. I would allow like my white peers to say things to me that looking back and like who I am now would never, ever fly. I was catty and all these things, but I really think like mostly like the the racism part is like really bothering me. Part of that I think is like, you are a product of your own environment. I was one of very few black kids. I didn't recognize it to be problematic because it's not like they were calling me a slur, but some of the jokes and being the butt of jokes, it's just like, I think I knew they were racist, but I didn't know what it meant to step out of that um, without becoming a social pariah. So I let a lot of things go and swallowed a lot of things down. And I'm thankful to my friends now and my family now have helped me to work through those incidences and like I've had conversations with the friends I have taken into my life now about like why those things weren't okay why they offended me and I think that I've seen growth in them as well otherwise I would not have kept them in my life so I think all of that has been great right don't get me wrong I think, though, that in like wanting in starting college and wanting to get so far from that and change those core tenants of myself, that there were parts of myself from like middle school and high school that I really like in terms of hobbies and things I enjoyed and things that brought me joy that I like made sure to bury away because I was like, there's just I don't want to take any part of those versions of myself into this next stage. And I think in bearing those things away, those that acted bearing away became embarrassment and a desire to not engage and a desire to forget and a desire to just not interact with them at all and to like shut those versions of myself away. I was doing that a lot with my freshman version as well. Because I think a part of the reason why she was so problematic was because of that desire to be like, no, like I want to put all those things away. I want to become a different person. I'm not going to allow myself to get hurt anymore. So I'm going to make sure that I'm quick with it and a little mean so that people don't play me and don't try me. So that was bad. But all of that is to say, I'm really happy with this Toronto version. And I think that she has shown a lot of growth. And I think part of that came from like, you know, really being put in a new situation and doing that. Just me. Like I don't have family up here. My family is still in New York. So it's required a lot of growing up, which has been really great. Do not get me wrong. I think that it was necessary. I'm like excited to go into law school with all of this growth and change like behind me. But at the same time, those core tenants that I was telling you about that I was like, oh, I hit them away because like they were embarrassing. Like people found them embarrassing in high school and I didn't need another strike against me. Or I associated them with that part of myself in high school that I just didn't like anymore. I wanted to get rid of are coming back into play. And I find that so fascinating. And that's why it's like new year, new me, because I think it's new year and a new me. But in that new me, there's a lot of good parts of the old me showing up as well. And I wasn't expecting that. And it's been really great. For example, I was, um, Karina put it as the, I hadn't heard that language in years, but a scene kid. Um, I was really into like pop punk and all this fun stuff. And I had covered that on Sydney's episode because of the pop punk to whiny rap pipeline. But I was really like, oh my gosh, Sleeping With Sirens and, falling in reverse. And, oh, there was another, um, band that they went by because the singer broke up with them, whatever fallout boy, like I was obsessed with them. Um, that was all I listened to. And then I got to college. I mean, I got to high school and people are like, that's embarrassing, put it away. And then got to college and it just never came up because like, I was really, I was just not into that music anymore, but I used those playlists very sparingly for, It's called my Hot Topic playlist, but I'll use my Hot Topic playlist very sparingly for like, if I have to do intense work because I need music that is familiar to me, but is not going to like force me to sing along or whatever. But I've been listening to the playlist more and like remembering songs that I loved. And I'm like, oh, like I understand why I love this. And then when I'll listen to it, like against like an Uzi track or a DC track or a trippy track, I'm like, yeah, the pipeline is screaming in my face. But I never thought that I would go back to like, you know, when I need like a comfort playlist or something that like reminds me of like, you know, nostalgia, that I would ever turn back to those songs like that just felt ridiculous to me. And I think it's interesting that in this new year, new me, and as I'm becoming more comfortable and happier with myself, that I was able to like open space up to do so. Again, I don't know like if that's happening to y'all. Another thing too, um, in middle school, I was really into anime. And I hate telling people that because that was also not well received at a certain point. But now all the girls are into it, including the queen, Meg the Stallion, and everyone loves it. And I remember when I was into it and I stopped watching it because everyone thought it was so weird. Um, but this summer I was, well, I had started, I had watched Hunter x Hunter with my with Jada, my roommate. Um, because it was just really popular. People were referencing it. And I was like, we got to find out. And then my brother and cousin are really into one piece. They have been for years. And they were like, they would talk about it in my presence. And I just didn't know what they were talking about. Didn't know what they were talking about. I felt very left out. I was like, what are you all saying? Can we not talk about something that the three of us have in common? And they were like, it would be so much easier if you just watched it. Like, just watch it with us. And that is what I did. So many episodes, but really fun. And like in a fun way like it's like a nod to that younger version of myself who would be screaming to know that I had ever done something like that and then also it gave me like a channel of communication with the two of them that I just didn't have before like every time the the chapter comes out and is translated on a thursday like we have a, we call each other and we talk about it and chat about it and these are things that I would have been really embarrassed to admit and honestly I'm still so a little embarrassed to admit but we're working on it in a past period, in a past version, that is a really strong source of joy for me because, I mean, it brought me much closer to my little brother and to my cousin slash god sister, shout out to Emma and Chucky, Then I was in the past. I don't know. Um, another one too that they had me watch, JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. It is on Netflix. I think it's also very good. But another thing, like they, everyone waited to watch the last couple episodes till I came home and we spent the whole day together, had dinner together, watched it together. And it was just like, when I think of some of my happier memories, like happiest memories of 2022 that do not have to center around graduation. And my Cornell friends, like I think of those days spent with the two of them and like just hearing the joy in their voices when they're telling me their theories and their ideas about the characters and how they can't wait for me to get to this episode because then we can talk about this or this episode because then we can, they can show me this. And these were things that I was just really embarrassed about and really anxious about. And I was like, ah, I can't share these parts of myself with the world because God forbid they find out and then I'm going to be a weirdo. And... Ironically, like they told me they were like, now you're back and it's all mainstream. And it's like, yes, I mean, they showed one piece took over Times Square, I think in November, like who would have thought, but at the same time in my own time, and that's why I'm not like mad that, you know, I got back into it the time that I did. I'm returning to that, to those things that brought me joy. And I think a large reason why I rejected those things and resisted those things is because I, so I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was waiting for someone to make fun of me for it. I was waiting for someone to tell me it was weird. I was waiting for someone to ostracize me for it and all these things. But I think that coming here and like being able to carve my own path with new people gave me like the energy and the space that I needed to like take steps back and re-engage with those things that at one point brought my inner child joy. Again, I'm not about all the TikTok aesthetics, but the whole healing your inner child and feeding your inner child thing does make sense because I think that part of that happiness started to come in when those things that she really loved and really like enjoyed and was like unapologetically so excited about, um, that once I started letting her indulge in those things again, I started to feel more like myself and I started to become happier with it. I did see a tweet, which I do have to impart give credit to That said something along the lines of, in 2023, be cringe. Because to be cringe means that you're getting closer to your authentic self. And what makes people cringe is what scares them. And that is unabashed authenticity. It did not use as many words because Twitter does have a character limit. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, like those are the words that I'm looking for to describe what's happening to me. So in 2023, Feed your inner child the things that used to bring you joy. If you used to draw as a kid, if you listen to this type of music, if you watch this show, like I think we had a little bit of a chance to do it during the pandemic with like watching old cartoons and Disney Plus became really big. But even those little weird niche things that like you kind of hid away because you thought they were also weird and a little too niche, like get back into them. Give your little inner person what brought them joy at one point you might be shocked that in a newer form or in an updated form in a older form that those things can still bring you really wonderful amounts of joy and wonderful amounts of fulfillment that like might not look the same as they did when you were younger because you've grown now but are still giving you you know that like a little warm fuzzy feeling inside so yeah (sighs) what can I say (laughs) um we love our inner child okay so we're back and our last segment of this episode is going to focus on vision boards and manifestations i was never a vision board girl i had never seen the point of them i thought that they were just pretty assembled collages that people spent time on and they're really aesthetic and you could share them with friends and family because they're really aesthetic and really nice to look at But they weren't really doing anything in terms of shaping how you were going to go into the new year. But then, like I said, with 2023, I was like the resolutions of 2022 and prior were not hitting. So I'm willing to try anything to really make this year impactful and big for me because it's going to be big anyway. I'm going to be starting school. I'm going to be moving to another city inevitably. So I want to just make sure that like in all of that, it will continue to be something you know so i was like what better thing than to try vision boards before i had deleted tiktok i was seeing a lot of things about vision boards i was seeing them on twitter i was seeing tips for them on instagram i was seeing them i think on like viola davis's instagram and she was like vision boarding and then in addition to all of that i have a neighbor whom i love whose name i will not share here because i don't know how she feels about that and i'm not gonna ask but she is really big into manifestations and she was like when i told her i wanted to be a lawyer she was like i'm manifesting it and i just i want you to manifest it when my cousin was looking for a job she was manifesting it and i had never believed in manifestation like that because i don't know like i've manifested i guess in an in um an inadvertent way in that like you know i pray and like i'll pray that things that i'll have the strength to make things happen or i'll pray that like this is in my journey or for like you know whatever i'm doing but i've never sat and manifested but she does she's a big manifester and she's the first person that i think i've seen like unite spirituality in terms of like manifestation and a connection to the universe with religiosity because she continues to have a very strong relationship with god so in her honor i was like it works for her she's manifested things on my behalf they've like they've come to be so i want to try a vision board and i want to try to see if that helps me reframe how I enter the new year and then maybe gives me some different results. So I decided, I came home one night, went upstairs, got on my iPad and Pinterest and was just like grabbing photos I liked, grabbing photos I liked, grabbing photos that speak to me, grabbing photos featuring black women because I was like, I'm going to have a vision board that looks like me. I was like, I want it to look like me. I want it to be only black women if people are pictured. And then in addition, I want it to be um colorful because i'm a colorful person i love color and i want something that like when i look at it in addition to like the manifestation it's also bringing me joy because it inadvertently is going to become well inevitably not inadvertently sorry is going to become my iphone background and my ipad background so i put in the time it took like two hours i put on a podcast and i was just Assembling my vision board. And while doing so, I had my list of New Year's resolutions next to me. And I was like, I want to find pictures that speak to these resolutions that I had written on an Apple note of my phone that I had titled The Me of 2023. Do you see the rhyme? Pause for applause. Thank you. Anyway, so some of my resolutions were like, for example, Um, the podcast. I really wanted to be on top of the podcast. So one of my photos was a podcasting mic and a notebook and an open laptop to an audio editing app. I wanted to maintain my workout routine. So I had some black girls who were doing yoga, who were running, who were exercising. I wanted to organize a nighttime routine that included space for like intentional prayer, maybe pick up a Bible study. And I had some things and photos dedicated to that. I wanted to work on, I used to really love creative writing and I rediscovered it in college in the intro to creative writing class. And I was like, I would really love to make space and time to do that in the new year. Um, I want to read more. I want to fall back in love with books. And I had photos of laptops open to people writing and then also just piles and piles of books for the books that I wanted to read in the new year. And the activity a was very soothing so if you're looking for like a self-care thing to do on a Friday night where you could just turn your brain off and engage with yourself and reflect I suggest a vision board um but so it was soothing but then also when I finished it and I look at it every day I turn on like my devices I'm like oh my gosh like um, this is really nice. Like even this morning, I didn't want to go to the gym. I wasn't feeling a hundred percent, but I like looked and I was like, but you know, I wanted to maintain that workout routine. That means I really need to walk for at least 30 minutes today and close those circles. And that is not going to change. Or, um, I was at the cafe at a cafe, uh, two days ago, finished all my work for the day. And I was like, Oh, I should leave. But then I looked and I was like, but I said, I wanted to make space for creative writing. I'm not in a rush to go home. Why don't I take 30 minutes and just do this prompt and I did and I don't know if that would have happened a if I had like not written down the resolution but also like if I didn't have like the mixture of like the written resolution but then also the like visual confirmation via vision board that was like you said you would do this so you should really do it so I guess what I want to say is that I think that we should try vision boarding I thought it was really fun. I think even if it doesn't have like a huge effect or a huge change on how I perform in 2023 and how I go about my resolutions, it was a great de-stressor activity. It did help me um, like develop a mindset or a general idea for 2023 because like now I had an image that I was looking at and I was like, oh yeah, like these are the things and it forced me to like reflect on my resolutions again before the new year beautiful phone background. And then now that like with this new iOS, it like picks a color from that background to make like the background with your apps. My phone is beautifully aesthetically pleasing. I cannot wait to print it out like in my law school apartment and like just put it up as a reminder for a collage. I just feel like there were so many fun, unforeseen benefits that if I don't get that major benefit of a vision board should root your life and how you want to go for the next year for this next period. That the cute little tertiary things that I got out of it, make it worth it. So I highly recommend this is Herdit's It's, um, recommendation for vision boards for 2023. I also think like don't do them for the new year. I'm probably going to do a law school one for how I want to go into law school. I might do a summer one because I hope to be working over the summer. So yeah. They don't have to be huge. They don't have to be overly elaborate. They don't even have to take you two hours. I've seen some where it's like four or five photos that someone liked that were really literal. Like, I want to work out treadmill. I want to save money for this object they want to save money for. I want to sleep, sleep mask. And it's like, I don't think that that holds any less energy than the Arch and Crafts project that I committed myself to. So yeah, I think that, the worst that can happen, you have a beautiful collage with your goals and image. And at the best, it really does play a role in how you attempt and address the goals that you've set for yourself in these next couple months. And again, just like I said earlier with the maintenance, my vision board had a lot of photographs of things I wanted to maintain as well. So it wasn't all about reinventing myself and artsy photos about how I'm going to be a new bitch. Some of it was just like, I'm the same old bitch and I like her. And I just want to make sure that when I look at this, I'm reminded of that fact. So yeah, vision boarding for 2023. Get on it. Anyway, believe it or not, I think that's the end of our episode. Our new our new episode um, for the new year. I'm really happy to be back. I really appreciate you listening. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Um, like I said. I'm going into the new year with hopefully a lot of changes, um, but not too many. Just like little things that I've noticed about myself that I want to improve and then the continuance of things that I have already starting to improve that I want to continue to do so. Um, One of those things being this podcast, I would really love to be kinder to her and keep her up and be kinder to you all as a result and not like lie to you and like give you stretches of time without an episode for months. So please bear with me. But as always, thank you for listening. I love you. We'll see you next week. In the meantime, though, if you would like to continue to engage with Heard It, um, feel free to rate this podcast on either Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you're listening to it. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, and you should know the handle. But I'm going to give it to you again. Anyway, it's at Podcast. Remember that we're now on Twitter and maybe give us a follow there. Maybe give us a tweet over there at heard it underscore podcast. Make sure that if you have any questions, any suggestions for upcoming episodes that you DM us by either on Instagram or feel free to add us on Twitter. If you have any questions, same thing. I'm always willing and ready to speak to you all and I love doing it. So let me know and share this podcast with your friends because hopefully in 2023 she too can go through a period of growth for herself but have a great week happy new year and i'll see you next week